Welcome to the Pen and the Yod. Rabbi Michael Siegel of Anshayemet Synagogue in Chicago speaks with author Jonathan Eig about this week's Torah portion by Yetzeh, Stairway to Heaven, Jewish style. So when you went to bar about mitzvah parties growing up, I'm assuming that you did, what was the slow dance song of your age? <laughs> oh my God, well, it was the disco era. So maybe it was some uh, Donna Summer song. I can't remember um, the slow dance. I probably was sitting them out because I, I was so shy and uh, so nervous around girls. So um, I remember the hustle was the uh, was the big line dance, of course. Oh, okay. Well, they all, yeah. Oh, yeah. The hustle era. I think they probably still do the hustle, don't they? Good days, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I won't. T- I won't ask you what you were wearing at the time, and I certainly won't reveal that to you either. I think that the all time greatest slow dance song was Stairway to Heaven. Hmm. All right. Um, well, I, I have to say... Not my groove, but I'll let you go with that one. Okay. Well, I, I've probably attended a few more Barba Mitzvah parties than you have over the years. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> and what's funny to me is that the Stairway, Stairway to Heaven is... I haven't seen this written, but I have to believe it, that part of the inspiration is this week's portion. This is the story of Jacob. Jacob, who flees his family after swindling his brother out of the birthright and then again cheating his father by disguising himself uh, for the for the birth blessings he's now a man on the run or a boy on the run and he has no place to go or he's actually en route to distant family but he goes to sleep at night and there is this remarkable vision where god is greeting him and he sees a stairway you know, with its uh, the base in the ground, and it goes all the way to heaven, and angels are ascending and descending. And God says, I'm going to be with you. It's a remarkable dream, but I do think that stairway to heaven uh, has those trappings. And I guess the question is, what's the story about, and what's the symbolism of a ladder anyway? Because it's not this is not unusual. Other ancient peoples use the ladder as a symbol. How do you interpret the ladder? First of all, ladder and stairway are a little bit different. I think, uh, you know, a ladder is, is less stable. On the other hand, a ladder is something you can, you can prop up just about anywhere. You don't have to build a big structure around it. A ladder can take you up uh, wherever you are. So I think it's probably more interesting and more um, approachable to think that you can build a ladder to heaven than a stairway, even though the stairway sounds better for the song. The interesting thing about ladders is that we tend to think about how they, they take us up because that's what, that's what you use a ladder for is to climb. You don't think about the down part as much. It strikes me that it's a very powerful metaphor for life itself, that in a way, every day, we're going to find ourselves either ascending or descending. In other words, we're never static. We're never kind of just staying in one place, which I think is a, a kind of a very powerful issue for us living in this COVID-19 pandemic, where every day can feel like the same and the scenery that we're seeing, the place that we are, is, are, is basically our home. So we're basically moving from one room to the other. So it doesn't feel as though there's anything dramatic going on, but in reality, our lives are either ascending or descending. And I think that kind of the best case scenario right now is that we feel like we're not going anywhere, that we're every day is the same as the next and, you know, our lives are on hold. But for a lot of people, it's been a, it's been a descent. You know, a lot of people have lost their jobs. They've lost loved ones. They're feeling in a rut. You know, they're, they're feeling like, the relationships are strained and you start looking for a ladder to get out of that hole that you're in. And sometimes you can't find one. 
That's, I think that's part of the power of what's happening for Jacob. Jacob had every reason to think that his life was over as he knew it, that his life was really in the descent. He was out of his family's home. He's on his own. And there are three elements to the story. One is the latter, which can either symbolize ascent or descent. You have the angels who, in the biblical mind, and really for much of Jewish history, angels were part of your life. And there were angels that accompany you wherever you go. And they can be either part of your ascent, or if you ignore them, part of the descent. Because angels are ultimately, they're called malachim in Hebrew, but they're really agents of God. They're extensions of God. And in the story, God plays a central role. For a person who thinks he is lost, God says, no, you're found. I'm here. I'm with you. I'm not going anywhere, and I'm going to continue walking with you. That, to me, is a very powerful aspect of faith itself. Forgive the the um, the cliche, but despite the ups and downs of life, God is always there. God is with you. That is, in a sense, a metaphor for life itself, at least a life of faith. That's, it's interesting to hear you say that the challenge is you know, whether we ignore the angels or whether we heed them, um, because I think that, suggests that there's some action required on our part, that the angels aren't just going to call out to us and say, hey, I'm here to get you out of this jam that you're in. And I'm curious about that because I feel like people I know, people I love have gone through hard times where they felt like they were never going to get out of this depression or they were never going to find work again. And it's always hard to know what to say to those people, how to give them you know, assurances. And I wonder what's the key to recognizing those angels. If we're ignoring them, if we are um, not doing our part for that ladder, then how do we fix that? How do we work on that? And how do we help others around us who are alone and, and feeling like they don't see any way out? That's a great question. I think there are two parts to the answer. This notion that angels are there to kind of protect you and kind of jump in front of the speeding train and all the rest, that's not a Jewish idea. In fact, there's a wonderful midrash about Shabbat, where you have actually two angels. It's sort of like, you know, in cartoons, where you used to have the uh, one angel with a halo on top, on one shoulder, and the other one with the little pointy ears, representing kind of the evil. So that's the kind of idea. And so they say that when you observe Shabbat, that positive angel says, Amen. Whereas the negative, when you don't observe Shabbat, the negative one says, Amen. And may it be this way next week, right? So you see that the angels can either encourage you to for good or discourage you. And here's the thing, Jonathan, when we sing Shalom Aleichem, right, that kind of very pretty Shabbat song, what we're singing about is angels. It says Shalom Aleichem, Malachi HaShalom, Malachi Elyon, a Malach is, a, is an angel. It's really a Shabbat song about the angels in your life. And I think that that's a very powerful issue. There are those that will lead you forward, that will help you ascend, and then there are those angels that'll help you descend. Yeah, I'll take you there. And I guess I wonder, not only is there this sort of transcendent force of angels or angelics in Jewish ideas, but there's also the notion that you and I can be that malach, that person who needs you but says they don't need you. Are you willing to help that person ascend in some way? Or are you willing to kind of get out of the way and say, well, if that's what they want to do, that's their choice, and let them descend? 
And I wonder how you think about that, that we have that power. Well, I know that I feel like I have this responsibility to help who need help. I've never thought about it in relation or never, certainly never compared it to the uh, responsibilities or the duties of the angels. What what did Lincoln say? Our better angels. We all have the, to be angels, to act like angels and to perform the duties of angels, I guess. I love that concept of appealing to your better angels, that that's not only on your shoulder, but that's also part of who you are. You know, there's a whole other way of looking at this that Rabbi Solomon Freehoff, the great, great reform rabbi who taught that in a way, the latter was Jacob's bar mitzvah, going back to Stairway to Heaven. Or I guess this has an ancient history. That Jacob was leaving his family where he lived under his parents' roof. He really didn't have to take responsibility. But now he has to take responsibility for his life. And so in a way, God is showing him, this is your destiny. Which one do you want? I'm going to be here either way. But you're going to have to make the choices as to whether you're going to ascend or descend. And in a way, I think that's part of a Barabbat Mitzvah. I always watch parents looking at their child during a Barabbat Mitzvah, and I see not only the pride, but the wonder that their child has ascended to this point in their life. They suddenly see their child no longer as a child, but as a young adult who's, who can stand before a congregation and give a talk or read Torah or lead a service or any of those things. And I think that's a pretty powerful and important thing to think about. There are these moments in life where we're just like Jacob, and we have to make decisions as to which direction do we want to go? Do we want to ascend or descend? Which of those angels do we want to embrace? It's just a powerful idea as we move from one period of our life to another. Yeah, I, I like that a lot. And I think that the bat mitzvah, the bar mitzvah is, is just one example of that. I was thinking about you know what I would say to my daughter next year when she goes off to college, you know, n- another clear milestone where you enter a new phase in your life or my nephew who just graduated, you know, what does the world mean to you now? How, what do you, what opportunities do you see ahead of you? What fears do you have about this new phase? Or when, when someone retires from a job and they think of what am I going to do with the rest of my life? All of these are, are milestones. They're all opportunities to find a new ladder. And also, which angels am I going to embrace at this moment? What am I going to do with this? Do I see this as the end or a new beginning? I guess that's a question for all of us, isn't it? Yeah, and really all the time. And the reality is, is that Jacob doesn't become reborn, right? To kind of put it into another religious context. He's not a different person. He remains Jacob, but he's a better version of Jacob at each juncture of his life. There are still moments when he descends, but he always ascends. And maybe that's what faith is, is that when you have a God who doesn't give up on you, even when there might be cause, and certainly in Jacob's life there was cause, that's a pretty powerful um, That's a pretty powerful support for us to have in life, that there's a God who says, I'm with you, I'm with you, and you're not alone. I can speak on a personal level. That has really uh, made all the difference in the course of my life from juncture to juncture, from challenge to challenge. And I can relate to Jacob on that I, from that perspective. I definitely feel the same way. And, and the thing about it is, too, that sometimes you don't know when you're entering this new phase in life and you realize afterwards that it happened. And that really tests you because in what spirit did you enter that new phase when you didn't even know you were entering the new phase? Did you feel like you always had that positivity, that optimism that comes with faith? Did I take advantage of the moment the way it could have? 
or did I let my lesser angels, those of fear and lack of confidence, get in the way and deprive me of what could have been in that moment? Exactly. Well, thanks, Jonathan. Yeah, I enjoyed Uh, this. Thank you.